Podcast. I'm this week's host, Eddie Webb, and with me are Dixie Cochran. Hello there. And Matthew Dawkins. Why, hello. Hi. Why, hello, hello. Ahoy, hoy. So this week, um, it was uh, pointed out to me that um, it's been three months since we last played this Trinity game, so we should probably get back on that. What, what, <laughs> what Trinity game? What are you talking about? There's a Trinity, There's a Trinity game? game that the three of us have been playing in 2020, which to be fair was 25 years ago. I was going to say that was 75 <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah, it is weird to think of three months in 2020 terms because wow, uh, it's not like not a lot happened in the last three months. Is it? <laughs> like yeah. like j- January was seven years long. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Like we we talked in December off off mic, but we had talked about you know after the holidays you know um w- you know beginning of the year we'll jump in and I'll probably run this game because it'll be a relatively light thing I've already got the notes for it and we'll just kind of roll into that and then January said nah um and then nah. I was like we'll do other stuff and then suddenly it's like it's February we should probably play this game touch touch wood february seems to be fairly clear right now all so major so upsets we don't have four wednesdays like we did in january yeah so that the just by that alone you reduce the likelihood of drama exactly <laughs> yeah remove all the wednesdays life will be good well if we do that then we can't record anymore i was going to say it's, it's it's wednesday right now <laughs> Well, you know, if it was suddenly Thursday and I had blacked out, part of me would be distressed because I'd wonder what, where the hell have the last, I don't know, 10, 8 hours gone for me. Um, but for but on the other hand, I'm closer to the weekend. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so on our way to the weekend, um, let's, let's go ahead and do a recap. Um, uh, why don't... Uh, each of you uh, reintroduce uh, your characters for folks who also haven't listened to a while. So, uh, Dixie, why don't we start with with Override? Is that my character's name? Right. Okay. That is your character's <laughs> name. Look at the sheet on the top. No, of I, 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 was, I was trying to make a joke. God. Uh, Sydney Strickland, aka Override, is an ex-military hacker, but a hacker in the movie sense, where she just goes tap 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 tap, and things happen. Not a hacker in the actual real world sense of sitting in a room staring at screens for several hours. Right. Um, and occasionally pressing a button because that's boring and this is a tv show essentially exactly. uh, she is a military brat so she grew up in a military household uh, but she is super into tech so that's her role um, and society path is of course a member of archangel along with uh, matthew's character who's heathcote heathcote pursuit uh, one day I'll explain where I got that name from. So Heathcote Pursuit is a burned-out fat cat lawyer gone pro bono. Uh, he seems to vacillate between whether he was a defense lawyer or a prosecution lawyer. Doesn't really matter. Either way, he's a damn good lawyer at what he does. He uh... <laughs> His own of inspiration was a personal failing in his part where he knowingly resulted in someone very unfortunate being sent to prison. Um, all because, of course, he was representing some awful, vile mega firm. This resulted in his crisis of conscience, where he decided he would work for Archangel, or was recruited by them. Uh, now, he does come from a life of privilege, so while he may be like Bruce Wayne, in the sense that he has a lot of money, he doesn't go around beating up poor people, he instead tries to save them from a uh, life of penitentiaries and hard labour. Um, after all, he's in a position of privilege to do so. He already has the money. Now he can represent people for free and pretend that he's a good person. Uh, so yeah, that is Heathcott. You were a lot more detailed than me. I just love rambling on, and I and <laughs> that's fair. At, and honestly, the sound of my voice is one of my favorite sounds. <laughs> Mine too, Matthew. Mine too. Um. <laughs> We should also mention that uh, Heathcote does have a, a family butler named Horace Steppenwolf, who is apparently usually high, based uh, <laughs> on past sessions. <laughs> he is. Horace does like um, smoking a bit of ganja, mm-hmm. and we have a ripe garden of the stuff uh, at stately <laughs> pursuit manor. I have never heard something that sounded more square than your beautiful British accent <laughs> saying a bit of ganja, <laughs> like. Well, well, 
in previous sessions we've called them jazz cigarettes. <laughs> yes. And, and I think I think that's what uh, Heathcott's parents always told him that they were smoking. Oh, it's jazz cigarettes, you know. It's what uh, all the um, young and happening kids are smoking these days. Right. Um, were you raised in and... the 1930s? <laughs> yes. When his parents were killed after a filming of Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they got in a bad deal with a weed dealer. And, some... <laughs> and I don't think these things happen often, but yeah, they got shot over cannabis. <laughs> so... In an alley with individual pearls plinking to the ground. Right. Yeah, it was a very, it was a cheap imitation pearl necklace that actually broke. <laughs> And as the uh, as Joe Cool, the assassin, um, was trying to make his way away, he had a prat fall. When he slipped up on the pearls, he kept tripping up and slipping over, uh, leading to Heathcote hating jokes and jokers. Hey, um, so aside from this this completely original backstory that's never been done before. Um, it has uh, certainly never made been made for this session. It's certainly never been done on film before. No, no. one's ever done that <laughs> scene on film. No, not several times. Um, but we are in uh, uh, what I have described as 19, 2019 question mark Atlanta. Um, so it is some kind of vaguely pre-COVID situation. Um, you are both working for uh, your archangel boss, whose name is Mr. Garcia, and you were asked to look into the abduction of Jennifer Porcher, the daughter of Nikki Porcher. Uh, uh, as part of your mission, um, he fitted you with subdermal trackers, similar to the ones that his previous team had, uh, two individuals that you've worked with before, Kamenev and Rosalind Santos, uh, when they were arrested for the alleged murder of Rowena Simmons, a local politician who, after you dug in a little bit in the situation, you learned that she was part of a human trafficking ring uh, led by a group called the Turgenev family. Uh, you two got the, the two of them out of the police station through some high-quality legal shenanigans. Uh, and and uh, hacking. And hacking. Uh, well, I was getting to the hacking part in a second. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but d- d- during that, you learned that um, uh, Detective Hart uh, seemed to be a cop that was sympathetic to uh, your least archangel's interests uh, and working against uh, Detective Rogers, who threw a wide variety of, of hacking, which is, again, completely and totally authentic, um, learned that he was a crooked cop who actually had falsified uh, the arrest report. And uh, in digging through his desk when a big uh, scene was happening, um, Overright found there a business card with the name of James Fitzpatrick, a uh, tennis coach who also apparently trains Rowena Simmons. So James Fitzpatrick has a connection to both this cop and to the murder victim. Uh, so there were a lot. You, you returned to Heathcote's estate and you explored some leads. Um, Override looked into uh, some of the crime around uh, the Fantasy Nightclub, uh, where two of the contacts uh, from the Turgative family named Angel and Diaz, um, who are both Russians in red tracksuits, uh, seemed to be a point of contact. Uh, but just searching around the area, you found some uh, crime statistics that there are an uptick in missing people, which was expected, but actually that there were uh, no children taken from the area. And in fact, digging further, you know, there was no police report ever filed of Jennifer Porcher's abduction, even though Nikki Porcher said she talked to the police two months prior. Um, you give this information to Mr. Garcia, uh, who says he can't get in touch with Nikki, so he comes by with his van to pick up Kamenev and Rosalind, and they all three of them go to talk to Nikki because he says that she is an old friend of his. Uh, overrides uh, stalked uh, the patrolman of the scene, uh, Denise Specka. It wasn't stalking. It was like trailing. You listened to the radio to see when she went off duty and then tracked her down to the burger restaurant that she was eating at and sat down at her table. Yeah, that's like private investigation work. And against all odds, made your, your role to, to actually get her to open up. Um, and and she's, she confirms that um, Rogers actually... Uh, the two murdered police officers on the scene, uh, he claimed were actually suspects that were trying to flee the scene. And when uh, the two Archangel agents surrendered, uh, he actually ordered the police officers to try to shoot them, but was overridden by Hart. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Heathcote had an awkward date with Valerie, uh, the deck sergeant, in which somehow completely failed to make a social role. And she outmaneuvered him to the point where he actually learned nothing of consequence from her. <laughs> 
was just a very nice date. Well, very, very nice is arguable. Uh, but <laughs> I, I got to talk about my Melville novel. Yeah. And that was really about it. I think I came in a little too hard with the uh, with the expectation that we should talk about classic literature at, mm-hmm. on our first date. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, sometimes I think as an opening gambit, that might work. Not this time. So, you know, live and learn. Valerie's definitely a person who knew exactly what she wanted and was going to get it. And it wasn't Moby Dick, that was for sure. <laughs> right. Um, perhaps to everyone's relief, uh, Mr. Garcia pinged both of your phones and uh, told you to come outside uh, to, to get to get out of your current situations. Um, and uh, you got into the van that he pulled up in and he had said that uh, Nikki was gone. And that was the point where you had ended. Uh, so, um, uh, Mr. Garcia hands uh, overrides a small business card. Uh, he says, I found this at her house. Uh, everything was gone. Uh, the business card, it's just, it's a plain uh, red card. It has a top hat on it. And the word Serena, S-E-R-E-N-A. Um, I would like both of you to make uh, dice rolls. Just, just any dice we want. Any old dice. Yeah. Just, yeah. No, no. I, 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 I was going to give you a skill name, and then realized I did not have the skills in front of me, so I need that you look at that to figure which one it is. But it's going to be. Um... How, how does it feel to have a pair of sassy players? <laughs> <laughs> it's about right. It's about right. Um, enigmas and intelligence. All right. Enigmas is my middle name. It is not your middle name. Uh, you don't know that. Heathcliff Heath E. Pursuit? Yes, uh, yes, it is the Riddler's first and last name. Which means your initials would be Hep. He's a Hep cat? Yeah. Uh, Four successes. <laughs> uh, I got... Uh, so if I get two tens in this system, what does it mean, Eddie? Um, so if you get tens, uh, that's ten again. So you get to roll a die again with a chance of getting additional successes. Aww. Well, currently I've got two successes. I rolled two tens. Let's see whether I get any more. I get a nine. So that is three successes in total. Okay. Um, so Heathcote, with your three successes, um, being a, a fan of, of, of classic literature that you are. Yes. Um the, the top hat sparks something in your head and there's something odd about the name uh, of Serena. Uh, and so you kind of look at it while uh, Override's handling it. Um, and after a moment, you realize that Serena is an anagram of the French name Arsène. <gasps> if, uh, unless I'm very much mistaken, Override, that name is an anagram of Arsène. Well, I got five successes, so I knew that already. Yeah, the manager of Arsenal Football Club. Um, well, when he mentions that um, uh, Override does does link it to um, her knowledge, she's heard rumors of a group known as Les Fantômes, um, which are thieves that pride themselves in being kind of the quote-unquote descendants of Arsene Lupin amongst other thieves. There. And they kind of have that Robin Hood of, of they, they steal from evil people to give to good people kind of dynamic. It's not always the truth, but that's what you've heard. Uh, but more interestingly to you is that um, the card is unusually thick. Um, you actually can look at the side and see it almost like there's two um, layers pressed together, glued mm-hmm. together. Um, and so you start carefully feeling around. You can feel in the middle, um, if you press down, you can feel that there's a chip of some kind inside the card. Ooh. I can do something with this. Would you like to do computer things with it? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm assuming I have some kind of like RFID reader, probably. Yes. I'm a hacker. Sure. <laughs> right. Yes, of course. Uh, so it would be tech plus what? Intellect? Cunning? Um, cunning. Yeah. Just like that's my Because laptop. you're kind of deducing what you can find. You're basically trying stuff, so it's going to be more of an intuitive thing. Yeah. Mm, look at that subtle off-white coloring, the tasteful thickness of it. Oh, my <laughs> God. It even get, has a watermark. I got four successes. <laughs> My God, it even has a microchip. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, so your difficulty was uh, uh, three, but it did have a one complication of tracking device? Spot it off. Okay. I know what that is. I can neutralize it. 
you swipe it and uh, you see a kind of code flash by and, and you, you're, you're remember the code because it's very similar to the code, not identical, but like it's roughly equivalent to the code. Um, when you guys get your own trackers input and so you're like, Oh wait, no. And then you, um, send a burst of code in through typing, um, you know, movie hacking, and then you neutralize that. Um, and inside of it is a text file. Hmm. You open that up. Um, and it says, um, uh, dear spider, uh, and the letter goes on. It clearly is directed towards Mr. Garcia. Apparently, his first name is Spider. Um, and uh, she talks about how uh, she got word from Detective Hearts that their investigation you're getting into is getting a little loud. So Nikki mm-hmm. said it was time to leave, um, and that you at this point you probably realize that uh, Jennifer Porcher is a fiction, um, but it's because that. They found Tom in one of their uh, investigations, as it were. Um, Camp stumbled across the Turgenev family, and specifically James Fitzpatrick. Mm. And they realized they didn't have the legitimacy to take on these people and drag them into the sun that Archangel has. Um, And so she could not directly ask uh, Mr. Garcia to participate because of the past bad blood they've had. Um, and then she starts to explain that, uh, you get the impression that they were dating one point in time and it went badly. Um, and there's a point where I start to get pretty graphic about some of the details in which Mr. Garcia puts his hand over the screen and say, okay, I think we got the gist. Okay, then. That's spicy. Hmm. I can't help but feel like we've been duped. That's probably because we've been duped. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I'm glad my feelings are valid. Uh, well... Uh, we're still with Garcia, though, aren't we? Yep. Yeah, you're in, you're in the van together. Well, Mr. Garcia, where do we go from here? It appears we've been led into a merry chase, not relating to a missing child at all, although there may well be missing people. On the one hand, I'm feeling a little emotionally compromised. I made some decisions on this based on certain understandings mm-hmm. of Nikki's character. Um, so, and, I and you were wrong. Maybe asked folks to take risks that maybe I shouldn't have because of that. Uh, but on the other hand, the Turgenevs are exactly the kind of people that we would need to take down. This is a, they're the kind of people that we're supposed to go after, Archangel's here for. And it's clear that the police aren't going to be able to take any efforts. Let's take them down then. Yeah, you need to be uh, watchful around this Nikki character if you come across her again, though, Mr. Garcia. A bit of unsolicited advice from me um, i'm gonna i'm gonna take the situation upstairs and i'm sure archangel will have a response for their fountain but that's not our problem right now our problem right now is regardless of the reason why we were hired there's a human trafficking ring here and these people don't have anyone else to go to this is what we're here to do this is the job uh, so let's go through what you guys have and so the recap I just gave is kind of what you go through. There's two more points mm. that um, uh, I mentioned. Um, in Heathcote's attempt to try to uh, get some information, he did also separately arrange for a coffee with Detective Hart. I did. Uh, after this one, you did. Uh, yeah, immediately after. It was sort of going to be a bit of a sliding doors comedy of errors. <laughs> yes. Um. And separately, uh, you also, as I mentioned, um, you had not yet investigated the Fantasy Nightclub directly, which, as I mentioned before, um, nightclub is kind of in heavy quotes. Uh, it is basically just a strip club. Um, and uh, Angel and Diaz are very obviously not the names of the two gentlemen that you've seen pictures of who are uh, white men in red tracksuits. They don't sound like the most Russian names in the world, no. No. But no. we live in a multicultural Atlanta. Um, you also, um, as I mentioned, uh, James Patrick's name has come a few times, but you haven't really, other things have been tracking your attention, so that you still have that tracked down. Uh, and then finally, um, uh, Rod, Detective Rogers still has, as far as you know, is attempting to falsify at least the evidence. You were able to cut off and get the reports corrected, um, but he still has the physical evidence that was taken from uh, your two partners. And you suspected at the time that he may be attempting to falsify that to make it look like 
um, Rosalind was actually the person who murdered uh, the the politician. Right, but I I went and got the like actual files, right? Didn't I do yeah, that? Yeah, you got last the files. Session? Yeah, okay. And that's yeah. how that's how you got the lead to um, uh, Patrolman Specker. Yeah, because there was uh, there were inconsistencies between the physical and the electronic versions, if I recall. Right. Um, so if we if we weren't pressed for time, I would suggest that I get in with Fitzpatrick as a tennis student and show him my backhand, and hopefully get into this human trafficking ring under the fence, as it were. But the more time I spend uh, volleying with him the more nice. people are going to be trafficked. I know, thank you. I, I, can, I can do it when I try. So, <laughs> I'm thinking this. We have the goods on Rogers. We have proof that he has forged evidence, and we have statements that he was he attempted to have two of our colleagues shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know where we are with body cams on all of the cops that were present, but we can certainly push him, apply some heat that those kinds of body cams were in action, or at least one of them was recording and we have the goods on him. What I'm thinking is this, and tell mm-hmm. me if this is over-convoluted override, because I, I can get into long and meandering cases if I feel it'll lead to a mistrial. Yeah, this is way more fun. Okay. So this is what I'm thinking. We apply the heat to him, and I get him to introduce me to Fitzpatrick as a potential wealthy client. Then we can actually find out through Fitzpatrick where some of this trafficking is going down. Maybe I can be introduced to some of the, uh, I guess, stock, if you wish to be cynical. Then we can bust him. I mean, that works for me. I could probably get you in on an appointment. I could just switch his appointment book. You get an appointment today. Oh, that's true. I'm just thinking that we know that Rogers has a criminal uh, connection with Fitzpatrick, whereas if I sign up as a uh, tennis student, it's going to take a while to earn the guy's trust. True. But it would get you in there. He doesn't have to trust you. You can just question him. Hmm. How about... Okay, if you can find out about this Fitzpatrick fellow, access his mailbox, his notebook, whatever and see if there is a specific contact that introduces people to him through his inbox, you know, like a Mr. X kind of thing. Yeah. And you can and you can forge that kind of introduction for me to make it appear like it's coming from the same person. Then we can miss out Rogers entirely from this equation. It cuts out a variable. Yeah, I mean, it entirely depends on uh, what kind of, you know, security he has set up, but I can try. I've never encountered a security system you couldn't breach. Now I'm going to roll a one. (laughs) (laughs) Until this one. (laughs) You do have three momentum, so there is that. All right, I'm going to roll this and see if I can do all the things that Matthew just asked me to do. So it is um, technology plus intelligence, as is typical, traditional for the hacking rules. Um, There are a couple of factors before you roll. Oh, you've already rolled. I mean, as as you calculate your successes, um, your difficulty is going to be three. Okay. Because he has a very secure system. Um, there are complications in regards to the security as well, but you won't know until you spend your successes. Okay. Um, but they are one, one point and two points separately. Okay. So, so six is ideal. Ah, six. I got six. Okay. I got six with the, the reroll on the 10. <laughs> I rolled a lot of eights. It's like a weird eight roll. So, um, you start looking online, uh, 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 James Fitzpatrick has a small, tasteful website, uh, it basically just like te- you know, tennis teaching and then like a ask our, ask us for our rates, mm-hmm. almost nothing on there. Um, but it's enough to give you uh, a physical address. Uh, so you poke around, see what's an area and you, d- and, and the whole area is, is fairly industrial. Um, so it's an odd place to have tennis. Uh, uh, teaching because it's lots of like um, those mm-hmm. uh, uh, warehouses or the places you rent to put your business in and they tend to change every couple of years uh, kind of industrial parks uh, so you start poking around in that area um, you get into some of the systems that the, the larger industrial park has access to uh, that's your three successes um, getting all through all of that right uh you can find the system 
pretty quickly and you see the first drop, uh, which is that there's a pretty heavy redirect to servers in Russia. The time it would take you to get into that system would be visible. It would be, okay, someone's coming in from Atlanta to, to go to this Russia system back to an Atlanta system. And, and that's basically, it's a, it's a, it's a time sink. It's, it's a way to eat up your time. Right, yeah. Um, so you, re, you find that and you just bypass that, which is the one complication. Um, and then everything is encrypted. Um, uh, and it is uh, encrypted using a, a modified Caesar cipher. Um, so it's some kind of substitution cipher. Ooh, fun. Uh, but with lots of text files, it can be tedious very quickly. Um, but you are able to quickly uh, uh, run a quick uh, software program so that it could just translate, basically, you know, run, you know, export file using this code and it just regurgitates it all into English. Uh, and uh, you find a lot of, they look like uh, resumes, um, but you pretty quickly realize that they're actually more like sales sheets hmm. for people. Well, this is disturbing. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's the, if someone were to put a one-page ad to sell your book or video game, but instead they're selling a person. Gross. Uh, so you can pretty quickly, you have some evidence. Um, uh, and then separately, you can get access to uh, his phone book. You cannot get access to his mail. Um, the mail does require a separate um, fob. Uh, this is a, a rotating code that you have to put in. Oh, uh, yeah, one of those little security email things. Right. Um, so that's not something you can hack through. You have to actually get the device. But you do have access to his appointment book, and it looks like um, he has lots of lunch with so-and-so and, you know, going to see this. But there is a spot tomorrow that you can sneak in a one-hour meeting. Heath Scott, do you want a, uh, do you want a fake name? Well, I'm thinking it may actually be useful going in as myself. If I look like someone who wishes to procure some of his um, people, uh, I'm, I am famous, I am wealthy, and I can say that I need to meet the stock before I have them arrive at uh, Stately Pursuit Manor. Oh, that's creepy. All right. Um, yeah, great. That's gross. I, I don't like this. But okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I will, uh, I will pencil him in. I have to say I'm going to have to restrain from just uh, breaking the man's nose. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. Um, but uh, this may be the best way of getting close to him quickly. Okay. Then you have uh, you have this yeah the rest of this evening and a little bit of tomorrow because it's it's like a nine a.m. appointment. Um, is there anything you want to do in the meantime? You still have potentially a meeting with Detective Hart. I think I might I might suggest we both meet with Hart and present to her that. We've got the goods on one of her colleagues, and we are aiming to bust a fairly big trafficking ring as part of Archangel, and we're going to need the backup of police that she trusts. Because uh, right now, it's just going to be the two of us. Maybe we'll get Kamenev and Santos, but that's not much. And they've already got police watching them, effectively. Uh, so if we... This heart seems to be an honest police officer. In comparison to Rogers, anyway. Yeah, so laying our cards on the table may be our best bet. Yeah, that works for me. Okay. You didn't specify, you just said coffee, Um, but we'll just say, unlike this, where you chose like a nice restaurant, I'm assuming it's Oh, no, it was at like... the same restaurant, I think. I think oh, uh, it was? I meant for as, okay. Yeah, as Valerie was leaving, um, Detective Hart would arrive. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, Valerie has now left because you basically just said, oh, I, I, oh, I had a work call. I got to go. And then you went to a van and just, as far as she's concerned, left. Yeah, um, I mean, it must be very odd because she can see that the van is still there. <laughs> right. I just haven't emerged. The worst kind of ghosting. <laughs> <laughs> I just Sorry, imagine go you're like... <laughs> Sorry, that's just so funny to me. You're like, sorry, go. I have to go. You just go get in a van and just sit there until she leaves. Yeah, occasionally, peer, occasionally peering out of a little spy hole to see whether she's still there. <laughs> Fuck, she's still there. I've got to stay in the van. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she does eventually leave, staring at the van you know, before she leaves. Um, 
But then uh, the I time you're supposed she to doesn't beat... key it as she goes past. <laughs> uh, detective, the time the detective Hart was supposed to come comes and goes, um, and not ten minutes later, um, a woman walks up to the van. Uh, override, you recognize it as Denise Becca, and she just knocks on the van. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm just like not accepting visitors. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I like I like crack crack open the door a little bit, and I'm like, sup? She hands you a cell phone. Someone wants to talk to your friend. Uh, okay. I put the phone into my ear and I overhead. This is Detective Hart. O- okay. And your friend was supposed to have a meeting with me. Oh. You don't want to talk to me. You want to talk to Heathcott. Whichever makes the most sense. Okay. Uh, Heathcott, it's your girlfriend. My girlfriend. <laughs> you're, you're indignant. What? From the phone. <laughs> I hand uh, the phone to Heathcott. Hello. <laughs> so to be clear, we're, you're not my boyfriends. Oh, just act of heart. I was wondering who this was going to be. Uh, yes. No, you're not. But you never know how the night may change. So, um, I assume you're not turning up for our drink. Not given the information I, I recently received, no. It is... I'm not going to say that I don't trust you. I, 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 As I said before, I have deep respect for Archangel and what they do. But I also have a better understanding of the kinds of people you're dealing with after my discussion with Nikki. So I think it is best for everyone's safety if we keep this separate. I see. Okay. Well, I hadn't anticipated that there would be that kind of a connection there, but I respect your wishes, of course. Uh, one thing, though, uh, Detective... If you're speaking to Nikki, you're probably aware of what's going down in the city right now and the line yes. of inquiry that we're pursuing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that my uh, colleague Override and I were hoping to discuss with you is the possibility of getting some honest cops uh, to back us up should things go down. Uh, as we we have the goods on at least one of your colleagues to imply that not everyone in the precinct is on the up and up. Evidence, as far as I can tell, that was all acquired illegally. I mean, it leaves stuff lying around. I'm not I'm not suggesting that I need to pursue this detective in a court of law. I'm saying that we do have the evidence. It exists, and therefore you need to be careful about who you trust, and I assume there are people in the precinct that you do trust and that is who I'm asking for assistance from Uh, obviously if you can't extend that kind of assistance I completely understand I don't wish to put your role in peril or your life Uh, but we are going after some pretty bad customers and any aid you can render would be really truly appreciated you, uh, what is your what is Heathcote's goal here? Is he genuinely trying to sway her or um, I'm trying to I'm trying to assess: is this a a presence or a manipulation tactic we're using here? Um, so obviously, there's part of it that I think that there's it's more manipulation. I'm shooting myself in the foot a little because I've got one less dot in that. But my mm-hmm. thinking is this: I'm trying to appeal to her nature as an honest police officer, and I mm-hmm. want her to feel that there are people in her precinct that she can't trust, that we're doing something good for Atlanta and the people in it, and so we need cops like her on our side when we pursue our cause. Um, And I'm not going to just be able to win her over with my winning smile uh, in this case. She clearly doesn't trust me already, so yeah, I think presence is off the table. But manipulation and persuasion might be a good pairing. Okay, um, I'll go for that. Um, Also, um, you do have the uh, gift Impeccable Timing, um, yeah, you are talking to her right at the moment where she's feeling like she has to do something, but also is clearly scared. Um, so you can get two enhancement to positively sway someone's attitude about about you. Okay, but you have to spend you have to spend a uh, um, momentum to activate that. Uh, and how many momentum do we have, Story Guide? Three. Uh, I'm sure we can do that. 
Okay. Okay, so on my roll, it's four successes so far. I get to re-roll one of them because it's a ten. Okay. Okay, so that's five successes. And I can uh, certainly buy off, uh, well, purchase those enhancements and uh, yeah, spend a point right, so that'll be seven, Yeah, two, seven, so that's seven successes total with your enhancement, mm-hmm. um, which is good because uh, she was very distrustful of you, um, but uh, you have bought all the way up to grudging trust. Yeah, I don't anticipate her ever actually trusting me. I'm a lawyer, for Pete's right. sake, but I do want to sort of pull on her heartstrings a little or her sense of honor and duty. Okay. So you lay all this out uh, and, and things get quiet for a while. Uh, and then finally she says, um, give me back to Specca. Okay. Do you get the phone back? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Matthew's like, yeah. no, it's my phone now. Bye then. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, pass out the door. Uh, she passes the door. Um, she, uh, uh, Specka puts it to her ear, and she's like, "Uh huh, uh huh." Um, turns and looks at uh, uh, Heathcote suspiciously, and goes, "Really?" Looks back to the phone. Uh huh. Well, I trust her, but I don't know about him. I smile at Specka, beaming. <laughs> um, she looks at you again, and finally goes, "Okay, when?" And then she uh, takes the phone away from you. And is like, "What? What do you need and when?" What we need is a secure line and the ability to call on your best and brightest at a time of crisis. Uh, without getting too deep into the weeds on the matter, uh, we're going to be meeting with a very nasty piece of work. Uh, he is hopefully going to take us to somewhere at the epicenter of this human trafficking ring or close to it. And when he does, we're going to need to put in a call and rely on <clears throat> individuals such as yourself turning up. And not just shooting us in the back or giving the order to like your Rogers did. She puts the phone back to her and says, did you get all that? Uh-huh. Um, maybe th- three. Uh, they have some sick leave coming up. Okay. I'll take care of it. And she hangs up the phone. Me and three of my friends are going to take sick leave tonight. We'll be sick tomorrow. My friends? Uh, do you mean coworkers? Colleagues? Yes. Gotcha. Uh, and we will be around nearby when you have your meeting. I appreciate that. Really, I do. And I'm, I think we'll do some good work tonight. She puts the phone in her pocket and she points a finger at you. And it's like, understand, if you ruin the careers of me and my friends by fucking this up, I hope you never go to sleep ever again. That would be very difficult. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I certainly take your criticism on board. Uh, <laughs> entering lawyer mode. We, we, uh, we value your feedback and... Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and we'll uh, use it for future training purposes. But uh, is it uh, Detective Specker? Um, patrolman. Patrolman. Uh, patrol Officer Specker. Listen, I don't wish to ruin anyone's careers, and I certainly don't think we're going to, but tonight there's more at stake than salaries and pensions. Uh, there's people who may be getting smuggled who knows where to do who know what. I know. And that's what we have to focus on right now. Won't somebody please think of the children? Exactly. I am clutching my pearls. And she and she kind of just hands uh, override a, a, a card with her phone number on it. Says, so just give me a call. Let me know when we need to set up. I'll make sure that you both have wires and we'll be nearby. And she leaves. Well, that could have gone worse. Could have gone as well as my date. I mean, could have gone better, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, you know, we get take our victories where we can. Okay. Um. Uh. Is there anything else that y'all want to do before the meeting? I want to outfit Heathcote with like a listening and tracking device before he goes in. Yes. You already, you already, you already have the tracking devices, the subnormal ones. Um, right. But it's, but it's trivial to get uh basically a microphone. Well, we need something that is so secure so that I have no doubt that entering a criminal enterprise, they're going to frisk me and probably scan me. So is it within your capability override to make something so secure that it won't be picked up? <laughs> Am I making like bond level like glasses that have a recording device in them? Yeah, in about two hours. 
Hopefully you've just got one lying around. Uh, so I've not found the security <laughs> device yet that you cannot make discreet. M- Mr. Mr. Garcia actually reaches into his jacket and pulls out a pair of glasses and hands them to you. Yeah, see, look, I'm great. I'm great at stuff. Put, that, put, put those on. I can't contemplate leaving some incredulous thing saying, actually, I have 20-20 vision, but no, I take the glasses. They are uh, very tasteful, uh, nicely done, uh, clear glass, so um, you can see through them just fine. Um, uh, the There's a decorative little kind of, uh, you know on glasses they have it's like a little like, kind of bump near the hinge? It's kind of a little decorative yeah. feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are actually buttons that will um, turn on, uh, left side will turn on audio and push it again, turn off, and same thing on the right side for video. There's a camera oh. embedded in the corners of each of the glasses along with the microphone. Very good. Um, you may have forgotten, but I mentioned way back at the very beginning of, of the, the thing that Mr. Garcia is a technical, technological genius. Right. Must be why he recruited you, Override. That's part of the reason why he recruited Override because he saw some kinship, although he's much more of a mechanical, physical engineer rather than a, a software uh, engineer mm. and he picked up Heath Cook because he realized that he was not good with being nice to people so that's why no, you're I struggle so, <laughs> I was going to say it's, it's arguable whether or not Heathcote is nice <laughs> to people like. <laughs> so big question is now that we're in the appointment book and we can meet up with this guy um, I know where I'm going to be what is the best function right now that we can put you to override something to do with their security some kind of distraction maybe if you want to get access to the email you're going to have to get the security fob um mm-hmm. and having uh override on site to be able to grab that and quickly get access to the email is probably going to be more efficient than having her remote so maybe i should be your assistant again yeah and i'll just be on my computer the whole time as if i'm you know working on your schedule yeah i'll need to get you uh you know Dressed up, as it were, like uh, Steppenwolf, uh, the butler, not the band, because (laughs) um, if I'm to appear as some kind of high-class jobby, uh, then no offence, Override, I think your fashion sense is impeccable, more, more than mine, but I know what tennis coaches are like. Override is definitely wearing, like, a, a, a old flannel shirt and, like, a beanie. And like ripped jeans. Yeah. She's just like, uh, mm, fine. Well, one of my uh, former legal partners, a uh, lady by the name of Alex Slazinger, um, she's about your size, at a rough guess. I, I promise I've not been measuring you. Um, therefore, might be worth stopping by. Fine, I'll dress up. So we go into a montage where yeah. uh, uh, try on different clothes, feel very sulky about it, throw things at Heathcote occasionally. Yeah, we're in like a miscongeniality, clueless, getting dressed right. montage right now. It's pretty okay, great. Okay, so uh, yeah, so I'm sat on the uh, padded bench watching you coming out of changing rooms and various <laughs> outfits, dressers like the Mona Lisa and fucking Marie Antoinette. Right, shaking yeah. your head. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ending with two thumbs up. Yeah, finally, <laughs> finally at the very end, she steps out in like a very normal skirt suit with her hair in a bun. Yeah, and I just shrug at this point. <laughs> Bored, witless, like most people are in such positions. With a jazz cigarette. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah. I just no longer care. Luckily, in this Atlanta from 2019, it was uh, legal to smoke cannabis indoors. In, <laughs> in clothing Parallel stores, world. or at least it is for me. Right. Yeah, yeah, because you're rich, so you know, it's, it's fine. <laughs> I like how this went from you having an associate about the same size as me to us having to go to, like, a Macy's that has Marie Antoinette costumes. Like... <laughs> Luckily, uh, Alex Lassinger does a uh, double duty, uh, as well as being a legal partner. Uh, she finds it doesn't pay the bill, so she has to take a second job as a Macy's uh, franchiser. <laughs> Um, it's it's a tough time, you know. The economy is uh, really hurting us right now in Atlanta, so lawyers <laughs> can't cut it without a second job. Um, okay, so um, uh, you guys make your way t- uh, next morning. Um, you meet up with uh, Speca uh, outside the um, industrial park, um, and 
she starts to give you a wire, but then you explain that you have your own device tech track it. Um, and she's like, oh, well, can I get in on that? And so uh, Garcia recodes the phone and um, basically allows her to, to get the same stream that you guys are getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, cool, great. Um, just, and you, you come up with a, um, a code phrase uh, to, to say in case you need them to come in. What's our code phrase, Matthew? Oh, uh, <laughs> damn it! I'm usually good at this kind of thing. Yeah, I know. I just want you to make it something ridiculous. Uh, we'll go for the naked gun two and a half. I love it. Okay. So I hope there that nothing go. happens that we love in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you make your way in. Um. So, uh, like I mentioned before, um, the industrial park is is it's a lot of of concrete and one story buildings, uh, small warehouses. Uh, the kinds of places where there's one door in the front, one door in the back, and uh, easily interchangeable kind of offices or storefronts. And so you go to um, the address you find online, and it doesn't look anything like a tennis training camp. Uh, it, the, the door is unmarked. It's open, uh, but it is unmarked. Um, there is a man sitting at a desk uh, wearing a nice suit, uh, typing in a computer. And uh, hmm. just kind of talk through. Um, he's the receptionist. He's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, appointment with um, James Fitzpatrick." Yeah, um, he's like, "Oh, yes, you're on the calendar, Mr. Heathrow. Please go in." Uh, and you go through a back door, and in the back is a weirdly sterile office. Uh, there is a kind of an IKEA-like black wooden desk um, with uh, a laptop and a cell phone and um, a couple of, um, uh, like iPads just kind of stacked. Uh, and sitting in the chair is, uh, a man looks like he's about in his fifties. He's got a little bit of uh, gray in his hair, um, wearing a dark red suit. Um, he has uh, lots of, uh, golden and silver rings on his fingers. Uh, and he goes, who are you? Oh, yes, Mr. Pursuit. Sorry, I, I didn't see your appointment on the calendar. He starts tapping on his computer. Please, 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 have a seat. Uh, this is my assistant. You don't need any introductions. You won't be speaking with her. He, he doesn't even pay her any attention. Yeah, I just, like, nod. I'm, like, mm-hmm. I'm surprised you didn't recognize me. Uh, I've been on uh, cable quite a lot, even on some of the uh, daytime Judge Judy-like shows. Judge Reinhold, you know? Yeah, no, I, 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 do, he, I do kind of... Vaguely recall you? Um, hang on, I need to... He peaches out in his jacket and pulls out um, a small silver stick. Looks like a fob. Um, and there's a screen on it where there are numbers uh, uh, changing. And he's like, sorry, I, I need to log- just log into my email. I just want to get some information. It's, it's a pain. I got to type it in every time. Um, <clears throat> types in a code. And so he goes, all right, let me, let me see if I can find your information. Now, this is a window, Dixie, if you wanted to, oh, yeah. to try to get into his computer. Yes, um, is going to be difficulty two um, because you're trying to basically tap into his uh, Wi-Fi here. Mm-hmm. And there is a one complication of uh, that there's an alarm Okay. For, for, to prevent this kind of snooping. This tech cutting? Yep. Because okay. you're kind of doing this on the fly. That's what we do in the hacking community. We certainly don't sit around staring at six screens for several hours eating Cheetos. <laughs> Uh, I got three successes. Okay. That is enough. Um, Barely. Uh, so you, you uh, disengage the alert system and you kind of uh, sneak in and uh, you look at the email and you see uh, pictures of both you and Heathcote. Um, and uh, it is attached to a file, which is your Archangel file. So I'm going to kind of turn the computer towards Heathcote. While you're looking at that. Um, you, so you're typing in the computer, and you see realization. Um, uh, meanwhile, um, uh, he's, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's put, he puts his hand back um, in his coat to put the fob away. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right, Mr. Heathcote. I remember you. And pulls out a gun and points it at both of you, just as you get that across your screen. I'm afraid I didn't bring my racket. <laughs> Is this how we play tennis now in Georgia? Cut the crap. You're both from Archangel. Why are you here? Well... We were with Archangel. The truth is, sometimes when you end up waist deep in vice every single night of your life, 
you learn to get a taste for it. We just so happened to find out about your operation and haven't reported it to the higher-ups because, well, my colleague and I, we wanted in on the action. Now, all I'm saying is people will notice if we disappear and we've got enough friends who know the part of the city we're in. So you're not going to do well firing off that gun at us. Yeah, it's a really bad idea. But if we can sit down and have a talk, I think we can come to a pretty profitable business arrangement for both of us. I'm not saying blackmail, but I am saying we know what you're up to and we would like a cut. Override, you get a text message. What the fuck? It's from Specca. I text back, like, he's bluffing, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've got my fingers crossed behind my back right now, so that you know. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I trust you. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, as far as I'm concerned, like, come on, Specca. Like, have you never been a cop before? He's bluffing. Um, okay, so uh, Matthew, you're trying to convince him that you have turned on Archangel. This is definitely going to be uh, manipulation. Uh, let's call that. Um, and it's, it's probably still a persuasion, though. Um, you're going to be rolling against his role to see if he can notice the lie. Now, I do have the skilled liar edge. Okay. Um, which um, will hopefully uh, help me out here. Uh, I can lie with ease and conviction. I gain two enhancements to all attempts to deceive others, either in person, over the phone, or in print. That certainly applies. Yep. So, damn it, if I'm not using that edge. Sure thing, yeah. Uh, you will have to beat two successes. Uh, easy. Easy, he said. Uh, <laughs> no, I do get two successes plus two enhancement. Okay, um, so that buys off uh, difficulty of two. You have two for um, a stunt. Um, if you want to, you can leverage that into basically, effectively, tell me your plan. Tell me your evil plan. I would like the stunt. Can I transfer the stunt to Override so that she can make up just something quickly, electronically, as she's tapping away back there? that Mm -hmm. I can say, hey, look at this. We've got this recommendation from another black market contact kind of thing. You know, just just something of that ilk. Because I think my argument, while not 100% convincing, at least gets his attention. And if we've got a stunt, yeah, letting Override capitalize on it would uh, hopefully seal the deal. So good news and bad news, that will give you two enhancements on your role. However... It's not getting into the system as the matter. You're in the system. Right. You have to create something that looks legitimate. So it's going to be larceny plus cunning. Uh, fine. I don't have any dots of larceny. But we do have two points of momentum, so don't be afraid to use them. That's true. All right, all right. Let's just see how, how cunning I can be on my own. I can be one success cunning. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm happy to spend the momentum if I need to. And uh, like something that at least at a glance will hold up. It doesn't have to be like the most hardcore forgery. Um, but 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 because we're in like a tense situation here, all I'm trying to do mm. is something that will hold up at a, at, a, at a glance. You do have the two enhancements. So that gives you three successes. Okay. Which will definitely give you something that will hold up at a glance. Nice. All right. Um, uh, so you... Uh, manufacture something uh from rowena simons um basically it's that you guys were in touch with her a couple days ago before her murder and then the murder happened which is why you haven't been able to get in touch with them lately so Mm -hmm. you you managed to quickly throw something together that looks like uh basically a a reference letter from a dead woman yeah and so um uh you get a little ping on your phone um and you can kind of actually it's an attachment that's basically that uh heathcote uh, so you can show that to him if you want. Listen, if you, I'm going to put my hand in my pocket and I'm just going to get my phone out because I think I've got something that's going to convince you to put your gun away. And I slowly put my hand in my pocket, <laughs> slowly extract it, and I hope that the message on it isn't from Valerie saying, fuck you, you <laughs> van-hiding mother... <laughs> Your phone is just full of profanity. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, but it would confuse him, wouldn't it? Uh, mm. I And I pass him the phone. So you do that, um, and he looks at it, um, 
And if, and then after a moment, he just puts the gun away. It's like, clearly there's been a misunderstanding here. I apologize for my clearly. behavior. You understand, given the nature of what we do here. Listen, I, I've had so many clients pull guns on me during so-called, you know, copacetic meetings. It's fine. Uh, you should try being a marital lawyer. Uh, can we sit <laughs> down now? Sure, yeah, have a seat. Okay, I think it's uh, my service then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, and then uh, he grabs one of the tablets on his desk, um, pulls it up, and starts flipping through those sales sheets you saw earlier, Dixie. Hmm. So it's uh, it's a real, uh, real fortuitous, honestly, that uh, we were able to get in touch with you when we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I've got a bit of a function going on at the manor tonight. And it's all been thrown together at a very short term because we've got the... Um, and keep it between you and me, James. We've got the Prime Minister of Stafkrovia coming over to uh-huh. uh, as a guest, Uh-oh, along what? with his legal team. <laughs> Stavkrovia, it's a former part of the, the Soviet bloc. Um, now... Anyway, he's coming over with his legal team, and it's all a big to do. We've got some actors there, you know, the right kind of actors, some of course. You know, Hollywood types, you know, and you know how the movie industry is moving into Atlanta increasingly, what with all the tax breaks. Point being, it's going to be a big session, and we're going to need some kind of entertainment. That's why we come to you, uh, because we need someone reliable who could deal with A-list guests without the chance of any information slipping. And so, obviously, we found out about you through various side work with Archangel, and Archangel only looks only looks into the biggest fish. So, in a way, take it as a compliment. I'm going to need you to make another uh, persuasion roll, <laughs> because you're basically to choke down saying this horrible shit. Yeah, 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 you were laying uh, it on so thick, and it's so gross. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I am wanting to break the tablet that's on the table over his head. Right, where are they? Um, to turn into Batman? Oh my god, I am Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> where are they? <laughs> Swear to they? Um, uh, persuasion manipulation again. Uh, let's see if I've got any other gifts um, that I might. I mean, you're still use you're, you're still a skilled liar, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking I like to use the things on my character sheet if I've got the opportunity to. Um, so there we go. We got the hook as an empathy-related gift, usually. Um, by spending some time talking to a person, you can suss out what they want versus what they need. I'm trying to appeal to this guy's ego by saying, look, you're catering to a big party. Look, Archangel would only be looking into you if you were a massive deal, that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Um, that that gives me two enhancements anyway. So I mean, I would get that from skilled liar. So. Sure, no, but that's fine. I mean, yeah, just different different tactic. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's see. I'm rolling for shit today. Good. It means we win. Yeah, we win. We all go home. Uh, so I roll three successes. I um, have the enhancements from um, from that gift. Okay. Hopefully, buffing up his ego while not um, losing my sense of self. Do I have to roll integrity as well to not break? Um, no, because um, basically you start to kind of explain. Like you were saying before, you know what you're trying to do, um, and you start going. Uh, I'm like, you know what? I know what you need. I I, I hear you. Um, I have a I have some uh, a, a setup that we can look over. Um, you bring your people over, say tonight to back to here. Um, I'll have mm-hmm. some some samples they can look at, and uh, then you can figure out the details from there. We figure out the money after that. Part. Oh, you you look. I don't mean to appeal appear. Like an egomaniac, James. But I'm kind of a big deal. Uh, in the legal sense. And I don't just want the the, the choices you think are what I, that I would like. I need to be able to survey the entire market. It's how I've made the money that I have. 
All right, uh, all right. I need to survey all the options. So why don't you tell me where to go, and I will. I'll I'll walk you over. No, I'll walk you over. Come on. You're you're right. You're right. I, I should I should I should I should give you first dibs. Um, so he walks up front and tells his uh, uh, secretary, you know, back in 15 minutes. Okay, boss. Um, and walk out into the airport and basically go into a warehouse about two or three buildings down. Um, and he unlocks the door, steps inside, and you see lots of shipping containers. Yeah, gross. Um, and he starts to uh, uh, open one of the shipping containers, and, and you can see immediately there are people inside. Wow, this setup, I love it. Yeah, it's a great setup. That's- I was going to do the exact same thing. Damn it, <laughs> Um At that point, um, you hear, uh, police down on the ground, and... Specca and three uh, other cops come in and start pointing guns at, and, at him. And I get down on the ground because that's yeah. I don't want to get shot either. Yeah, oh Christ, me too, me too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically, yeah, at that point in time, um, uh, uh, you now have both evidence of him, even obliquely talking about it, you have uh, files of um, the, the cell sheets, as it were, uh, and him at the scene. Uh, uh, and a whole bunch of missing bursa cases are going to get cleared up now. Um, so, uh, basically, you're taken back to the police station, um, do some questioning. Uh, uh, Hart makes sure that the case lands in her lap, so that way she does the investigation and puts you some real light interrogation. Oh, hey, it's your girlfriend. <laughs> hey, we can still make up for that drink at some point, now that, you know, once the dust has settled. And she just blanks me and moves on to the apple. Right. Well, I'm just trying to wrap up the game. <laughs> yeah, I um, uh, uh, but, but but yeah, and basically you're you're let go. Um, uh, uh, and Archangel, um, through Mr. Garcia, uh, uh, thanks you for your hard work. Uh, and says so. We have two new um, cases for both of you to follow up on. Um, because we want to try to follow the Turgenev family to the top, and also we want to find out how Le Tom has managed to kind of infiltrate our process. So think about which case you want to follow and we'll start moving on that. Yeah. And that's the end of the session. So if you guys want to play again, we have some open avenues, but uh, otherwise that is the end of the story. No, I hate Trinity. So that's not true. Fair enough. <laughs> no. okay, we're playing this again. I love Trinity Core actually for doing things like leverage and scandal and various, you know, TV show type stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this had a very sort of burn notice feel. Yeah. Uh, I um, I thought this was a lot of fun, so thank you very much, Eddie, for no running it. I do want to say for people uh, listening to this, um, uh, uh, we haven't been like super stringent on the rules. Um, if you're listening to this and you have read Trinity Court, hey, wait a minute, that's not how the rules work. Um, we're really more going for kind of this is what the game feels like and you're just hitting the high points of it. Um, so I play a little fast and loose with some of the rules interpretations here and there um, just to kind of keep things moving. And also because we're in a audio only medium. Um, so it's a little easier kind of rather than stop and look up the rules and everything. Yeah. I um, mean, there's, there's a couple of things that I actually should have used that I didn't because I just forgot what they were on my sheet. Cause it's been so long. Whereas if we right. were in like an ongoing campaign, I would know what all of my, you know, gifts and edges did. Uh, mm-hmm. cause I actually have <laughs> like that, that larceny role. I have a gift called instant expert where I could actually spend an inspiration to gain like two enhancement or something that I have no skill in. <laughs> oh geez. And I'm like, Oh, I could have actually done that better on that. I mean, it got done anyway, so It wasn't a big deal, but it's just stuff that like, we're, were we playing something we were playing every week or whatever? I'd probably be a lot more familiar with my powers. Um, so if anybody heard me, you know, not using edges, sorry, I was trying to look them up. I will say, however, though, that um, Heathcote, you had the short-term aspiration of help someone who can't help themselves, so you have succeeded with that. Um, and Override had the short-term of crack a difficult puzzle or code. So, both of you have achieved your short-term aspirations. Woo! I've still yet to set up a new firm as part of Archangel, but that is a long-term aspiration. Down the road, down the road. Down the road. Speaking of nothing having to do with Trinity, um, our <laughs> Scion Kickstarter is still going on at this point. Dragon and masks. Masks and dragon. Dragons wearing masks. Yes. Dragons wearing masks. Yes, that's what the Kickstarter is about. Yeah. They're partners, but they have nothing to do with each other. They share a flat. It's awkward. <laughs> what? You got masks of the mythos and dragon. 
I don't know what's happening right now. One of them's oh. a cultist. One of them's a reptile. <laughs> Awkward hijinks. Can we please cut that out and just put it on the Kickstarter? Like, can, you, can you send me that as a separate audio file? <laughs> I will do what I can. I mean, I, I can do it. I'll just don't let it do it myself. I'll, I'll, That's like, true. Yeah, you can. I'll like, put little claps myself. in the background. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We'd open with an episode with the usual audience applause. Whee! Just as uh, Mythos is walking in um, <laughs> from the rain and dra- Dragon calls out from the kitchen because it's also the dragon from Dragon Chef Tensai Cooking Alpha. Um... <laughs> And says, you got a job yet, Mythos? And Masks hangs his hat up on the coat rack and says, no, no one's looking for a fanatical cultist anywhere in the city right now. Ha! Lots of audience. Um, and, the, and Dragon slaps his CV and says, it's because, look, it's all in gibberish. All this E-I-E-R, Cthulhu, Cthulhu. No one understands this. And so, well, Mythos says, they're prejudiced. They're prejudiced against cultists in this city. Just because they don't understand the language of Rillier doesn't mean that I can't speak in it. I'm not doing it to be intimidating and to make people feel awkward. It's just the language I'm most comfortable speaking. And, and then Dragon says, hey, would you like your burgers flame roasted? And it goes on like this. <laughs> Mmm, steamed hams. So if you want to be part of this this sitcom that obviously exists or should, um, <laughs> back the Dragon and Masks of the Mythos Kickstarter, um, which is nothing like that, but it's also separately amazing. Um, uh, we, 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 we've actually over 300% funded, I think, at this point. So um, we're definitely doing a lot of cool stuff, a lot of great stretch goals. Um, so check that out. And if... People wanted to talk to you about the Dragon and Mythos sitcom. Dixie, where would they find you online? Uh, first of all, I want to say that as of time recording, we're actually almost at 400% funded, which is very cool. Ooh, even better. Um, but they can find me at Dixie Cyanide on pretty much all social media. Uh, Instagram is pictures of my cats. Uh, Twitter <laughs> is me retweeting people who are smarter than I am. But I'm there, you know, hanging out. How about you, Matthew? Well, they can uh, find me on MatthewDawkins.com where they can ask me all about my plans for episode four of uh, Dragon and Mythos. That's the episode (laughs) where Dragon's ex-wife, a scion of Hera, so she's got an attitude, turns up out of nowhere with her new boyfriend. There's drama. There's lots of audience going, woo. It's it's very exciting. (laughs) I recommend it. I'm also on Twitter as DawkinsMP. And you can uh, find me at uh, pugsteady.com and from there get access to all my social media accounts. You can find us at uh, theonyxpath.com. We also hang out in the Pathcast channel on the Onyxpath Discord. Um, and uh, you will see all, actually, all of us in a couple of weeks at uh, Virtual Horror Con. Where we'll be doing various panels and games and shenanigans. So if you're coming to that, we will look forward to seeing you there. Uh, And as always, many worlds, one pathcast.